bald and balding people and welcome back to those bald chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Paige, and i'm here with kristen and our very special guest allison who is the creator of her incredible wig brand insilia she has come up with a workout wig that is absolutely stunning and very versatile too you don't just have to wear it working out you can pop it on and go to the grocery store all that good stuff and we love to see it her mission is to help the hair loss community comfortably and confidently live their best lives without needing to worry about their wigs or hair loss so welcome allison and thank you so much for being here i'm yeah. so happy i know we're <laughs> so, so happy, happy to, to be here on. yeah absolutely we actually want to know more about your hair loss journey too so if you want to take us through that first and then we'll just kind of throw some questions at you yeah, so it's been a wild ride. No genetic history of hair loss or anything like that. When I was eight months pregnant with my son, I got really sick and lost a lot of weight in the last two months of pregnancy, which is obviously stressful. And I saw a little patch at the top of my head. And then within 30 days, I lost over 80% of my hair. Yeah, so really stressful, quick. very, very rapid. Yeah. I couldn't go on steroids. Because you were pregnant. Yep, mm-hmm. I was pregnant, and they're like, no, we can't do anything. And then postpartum, they're like, well, we can at least save your eyebrows and do, you know, the cortisone shots. And I was like, really? Like, we're at that stage? Because I was just so, this nightmare is not a real nightmare. Like, it's going to, everything's right. going to be fine after the baby's born. Because the doctors really had no diagnosis. They were thinking it was major malnourishment on my end. Like, every vitamin was going to the baby that sort of thing. So we didn't really know. So I was in total denial. And I wore a topper for way too long because I just (laughs) couldn't handle the word wig at all. And then four months postpartum is when I, within a week, lost everything. My eyelashes, eyebrows, and um, yeah, nothing's really ever. With a newborn too. Yeah. Yeah. And and the weight and the whole whole thing. I was like, this is just no one told me about this. <laughs> exactly. Nobody prepared me for all this stuff. Where's this in the book? Like, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, where, where is, is this, this in? in the baby books? Exactly. That's What to expect? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that in the <laughs> Yeah, right. It's not a chapter. You're actually the first person we've talked to that has talked about it being because you were pregnant and maybe your yeah. hormones. Because we've noticed a lot of people that we've had on have talked about hormones. That being in connection with their alopecia. So you're the first person that's talked about it happening while you were pregnant. Yeah. And then yeah, sticking yeah. around, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's ne- never returned. I've never had the glorious moment of shaving my head again or had to live relive that, which right. I'm actually quite grateful for. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was gone. It was gone. And that was that. When were you... Oh finally diagnosed with alopecia was it after the fact did you go to the dermatologist after yeah it was really funny so they diagnosed me with alopecia areata and then I waited eight and a half months to go to the hair loss clinic and I had strands of hair and no body hair or anything and I literally was in the office for five minutes and they're like you have alopecia universalis and there's nothing we can do about it And I was like, I've waited eight and a half months for you 
I'm like, no, I need a little bit more. And by then I was kind of like, I, I knew it. I just didn't want to say it. I was right. secretly hoping that like something would be off with my hormones or something like that. And everything checked out. I had my blood work done so many times and my thyroid, everything was like, every, everyone's like, oh, you're totally healthy. And I'm like, great. Good to know, <laughs> but also no answer there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love Which being we struggle totally with, right? Also, Not yeah, having exactly. a, a diagnosis um, and trying to understand it. And then I just remember driving home because I lived in Marin County then and I had an hour and a half drive in traffic and I cried the whole way. <laughs> I was glad I had that hour and a half to like just let it loose. And then I walked in the house and I said hello to my husband and children and I grabbed my husband's razor and I shaved my head and I was like, I gotta, I gotta just figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that was a moment that the day I shaved my head was like a very defining moment. Like it is for many of us where I was like, okay, it is what it is and I can't change it. And so let's try to figure this out. It's been kind of like a general consensus of like the first two steps that have kind of helped people get to where they are now is one, the diagnosis. Because it's like, okay, now I have this. Let's move on. Let's keep going with life now that I know what this is. And then the second thing is shaving off the rest of the hair that they have on their head has been kind of the two main things to start all the happiness and all the acceptance part of the journey that we've noticed. So that's that's interesting that it's pretty similar for most people that we've talked to. Yeah, if there's something really powerful there, and there's just like seeing your hair fall for most of us waking up, and like when my hair fell, I actually saved it. It was so bizarre. I was like yeah. sweeping it, and I'm like, no, I can't just throw it away. And it's like in some bizarre way, I kind of knew that it wasn't going to come back. Like, what if it doesn't come back? And I didn't know anything, and I was just like, wow, my hair is kind of important. Like throwing in the garbage seems like rude. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. Yeah, so. That's I think I did the same thing when mine was down to the middle of my back and then it started falling out and it was just clumping. So my mom took me to the hairdresser and cut it off to my, like, basically chin. And I was like, I can't throw this away. Like, like yeah, I don't like, know what, what to do, but I can't throw this away. Right. Yeah. I know when I shaved my head, all my hair was just on the ground. I just remember picking it up and holding it and just looking at it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> all right. That's gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did that. Now I got to process this and move on. Paste um, back on. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> like do we make, makeshift wig? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about wigs. What was your main motivation to start your company? I mean, I was in the beauty world. Prior to this, I was actually did permanent makeup, which is super ironic. And I was dealing with a newborn and trying to figure out the wig world. And the day I had to shop for a wig was like a really awful day because I had my son with me and I was trying to breastfeed and I was going to these like terrible stores. Yeah. And I was trying to learn about them. And so I ended up just finding, because I, I just didn't accept it. So I was like, I just, I just need something like, I don't care. Just find, just make it brown and and mid like because I also did cut my hair short for the topper. I had a really nice topper made for me. 
spend so much money on my topper to blend in. And I could have used all that money for my wig. Yeah. Known that two months later, it was, or like a month later, it was not even going to be usable. So I bought a synthetic wig from these, these two men that sold me a very expensive wig that was way too big for my head. And it just was soul sucking. Like it crushed me. It was itchy. I could barely wear it for more than like two to three hours without like screaming. It looked fake. It didn't move naturally at all. It was very stiff. It had like this like 60s curl to it, (laughs) which I kind of liked. And then I was like, well, I live in San Francisco, guys. So it was like very kind of on trend in a way, I guess. Maybe not. And the lace front was just not done well. And it would move in the wind in San Francisco. Like as the wind would blow, my wig would move. And I'd be like, oh my God. So I'd wear The wind is our nemesis. Like, yes, it, it really is. You're not kidding. <laughs> and so I, I just became obsessed with wigs. Like I was like, this is, this is freaking awful. Like yeah. this cannot be what women are doing. Like I must have just been. I went to the wrong place, and I didn't know I take care of it. And I called them, and I bought all their products, and they're like, oh, just go on YouTube. And I was like, what? Like, no, okay, like awesome to know that there's people on YouTube doing this, but I need a little bit more support than that. And I was just really left alone and I was on maternity leave and I just had the time to kind of become obsessed with wigs and thought that I was literally going to lose everything that I had ever had. Like my income, my, my husband was going to leave me, my kids were going to be affected. Just like your mind goes to worse places when you're dealing with something so unpredictable. And he found me an office to like work in and he showed me the office and I was like, I, I, I cannot be meeting people right now. Like I'm so unstable. Yeah. I can barely keep it together for like a 20 minute conversation without crying. Right. That's how awful it was. And I decided to go to a wig training program through John Renault because it okay. was in San Diego and I have family there. Yeah. I was like, let me just go, you know, learn about these wigs and let me see where this goes. And I didn't know if I wanted to sell wigs, but I went there to kind of explore it. And I met Michelle Muffet. She's very outgoing. And I met her and she was taking her wig off all the time. And I never met somebody that was so okay with that. Yeah. And so I was instantly like drawn to her. And I had a moment with her and she basically was like, this has happened to you for a reason. And I think that reason is to kind of help other people. And she really supported me. And then I started a consult business. And the first person I met with was in my living room with my son, like, crawling around on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll never forget meeting with her because we both cried. And I was like, just tell me about your life before you're lost. Like, what did you love to do? How are we going to figure this out? And I didn't have all the answers. And I just was like, okay, you love to swim. I need to find a swim wig. We need to figure out a swim solution. And I just took it from that perspective, not like, oh, well, here's a wig. Here's a monofilament and all that. It was more like, okay, if you're if you're not going to hand tie, if you're not going to French braid your, put your hair in a ponytail or anything like that, then you don't need to have a hand tied wig. Like, let's yeah. save you 300 bucks. That sort of thing. And so I did that for two years and I just learned so much about how hair loss was consuming simple activities where they would be thinking about the wig, worried about the wig, worried about their hair loss or reminded of their alopecia. And I hated it. 
And so all I wanted was like one moment, one hour was my goal, free of it. And I tried going bald. I tried wearing a little hat and going to the gym because my outlet has always been be active. Like if you're stressed, if you're not happy, like just get out of your current pattern. And I don't know what that is for you guys, but like cycling, biking, gardening, going for a walk, surfing, like whatever it is, just get out of your head for an hour. And I just couldn't do it. Like when I went bald, you know, with a little hat on, people would come up to me and be like, I'm sorry, you're dying. And I'm like, you have cancer. And you're like, this is not the attention. I don't want this attention. Just leave me alone. And then I tried wearing a synthetic wig and then I thought it looked kind of really fake. And so I would wear a hat on top of it. And then it was really itchy and hot. And I was like, this is not working. And I just started in a home gym and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go bald and work out at home and still have my hour. And then one day I was just like, I just want to have my hair and be active. Like, why is that so hard? And I tried silicone wigs and they would slip and they would be really hot and they're really expensive. And so that wasn't a great option. And so just really, really searching for something that didn't exist. And so, yeah, the way I came up with the idea for the original workout wig, (laughs) which is what it's called, is totally by default. We were going on holiday in Mexico and I prepped my synthetic wig and called it my vacation wig and I was all ready to go. And then I pulled up the weather and it was going to be 90 degrees and like 80% humidity. Oof. This is going to be awful. And I remember saying to my husband, the likelihood that I'm going to go bald on this vacation is very, very likely. He was okay with that, but he just knew how uneasy it would make me and how needy I would be on that holiday. And he was like, you can't figure out anything else. Like there's nothing else. And I was like, no, there's not. And then I had seen a lot of girls on Instagram use headbands and I'd never worn headbands prior to my alopecia but they used headbands to like secure wigs down that were too big or to cover up lace fronts that looked fake I was like well maybe maybe I'll just do a headband and like I cut a wig up and I met a seamstress and I went to her and I was like I need your help and I took my wig off and I was like I have alopecia and I am just going holiday and like I cannot wear this like synthetic wig it's so itchy can you please just attach a headband? I didn't know how to sew. I didn't know like anything. Turns out she had a cousin or a niece that has alopecia. And she was like, oh my God, yes. Wow, of course. I sew it like it'll be done tomorrow. And she sewed this piece in and it was a total makeshift sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was amazing. And I was on holiday and I kept it on and I was cool and I was comfortable. And then I had my evening wig and life was great. and and I was like oh my god and that's when I discovered headband wigs and so in Mexico I ordered like five of them and I was like this is what my clients need this is what I need (laughs) like I'm loving these headband wigs what a brilliant idea and then they arrived when I got home and I put them on and I was like what is this some sort of a joke it was so the material used (laughs) was like these bulky material with these combs that were like teeth and I was like okay that's a little like aggressive yeah and the seam for the connection was really bulky and I was just um really disappointed and it set me on this crazy journey of making a product that's awesome 
I know so we awesome. before we recorded this too, kind of all this week. I've been looking through your website and the colors of your wigs, and one, the pictures alone just make them look comfortable. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Like it kind of looks in my head. This is just my head and how it works. It kind of looks like you know, like yoga pants, but on your head, and that that's what it kind of looks yeah. like. Like the, yeah. the material of how yeah. comfortable and and form fitting it would be. And stretchy, but it looks breathable. And I've also tried, and I think Kristen has too, the headband wigs. They've been so bulky and big bulky, yeah. and hard mm-hmm. to put up and, and just then, not like, breathable. The comb things that you talked about. Yes. I'm just like, okay, I'm an alopecia and I don't have any hair for that comb to go into. So, yes, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, literally cannot wait to try them. We are so excited because we both have never really tried a great version of it. I know yeah. I, I keep telling my husband too, and I'm like, hey, get ready. The hikes are coming because uh, we, <laughs> we great, like yeah. to take winter hikes too with our dogs. And That's I'm like, amazing, I yeah. am so excited to try that on because when I wear a beanie and a wig activity wise, like out for a yeah. hiker, oh, it's terrible. When I get home, that wig is a mess and my head is hot. So I'm super excited. And I know. Uh, so one of our questions too, mm-hmm. that we kind of want to close out with, I think is actually pretty great for this segment is mm-hmm. what is one piece of advice that you would want to give someone that is new to wigs and maybe a little hesitant to take that step? Because I know in the beginning you said wigs, absolutely not. I was like that too. So what is like your advice to those people that are just like, I don't want to try out wigs. They scare me. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I would say is I hear you. I get you. I can relate. You don't want to wear some grandma's wig. There's amazing wigs out there now for us. And the hardest part with alopecia is like your feeling towards it. And so if you sort of embrace it and embrace the wig what I did is I like fell in love with the art of the wig there's so much love goes into a good wig and I have so much respect for it and so in return I treat it respectfully like it's funny when I wash my wig when I had it down to dry it I actually take a minute to sort of give thanks to the wig which sounds super corny but (laughs) I should be doing that why am I not doing that (laughs) yeah because you have all this, a lot of people have all this anger towards the wig. And so what I decided to do is just be like, okay, this week I told somebody about my alopecia or I told somebody I'm wearing a wig and that was really powerful or I changed my color today and this is my new color. It just puts everything into perspective where you're growing and the wig is a tool to help to get you where you want to go. And that's all it is. And if you choose to wear it, great. And if you choose not to wear it, great. But it's just that. And one of the things that bothers me the most is that there's so much burden attached to the wig, whether it's the price of the wig, that it hinders or prevents us from living our life. And to me, that's that's the fail. That's what I'm trying to solve for is just something that is just so seamless that you stop thinking yeah. about it it's like an added bonus to your day-to-day or your activities it's like Chris and yeah. I were just talking about how incredible it is to love wigs for what they are instead of it being something that hides our alopecia 
exactly like yeah an accessory now more than like a needed oh my god I have to hide who I am I have to hide about my alopecia because I would have never thought that years ago I would be wearing wigs and telling people about it and telling yeah. people about my hair loss I just used a wig to hide and yep. so did Kristen that's how we viewed our wigs for the longest time so you saying that you giving thanks to your wig I totally understand that that's not corny at all because no. now I have so much more appreciation for wigs than I did in the past. I used to hate them. I used yeah. to hate looking at it. I would put it in drawers when I was home or mm-hmm. I would hide it under a beanie or I would never wear it without a head wrap or whatever it is. So I completely understand that. I would give yeah. that advice too because it's nice knowing it can be an added accessory. It doesn't need to be the end all be all for you. And knowing that it's so much more fun to wear wigs. It is, exactly, and just showcase yeah. them. Like, people come to my house, and I'm like, I got a wig wall, and they're like, I want to see it, right? Like, and now it's <laughs> exactly. like you're showing it off, like your jewelry or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah, I think that's such a beautiful, like, epiphany that you have with your alopecia. You guys talked about it as well, is that you get to the point with your alopecia where you putting the wig on, is there's no emotion attached to it. Like, you're just putting your hair on. Yep. Yep. And that's such a beautiful moment. Like, that's right. such a beautiful moment I want every woman to get to. Yeah. I also want them to get to the point where they can say, like, yeah. yeah, I have alopecia, but my life is okay and I'm healthy. Why, too, like, talking about this, our excitement to try your wigs, too, is 100% filled with love and excitement. It's not worry. It's not, oh, I need to wear this to you know the gym because I do love wearing a wig to the gym (laughs) I've always loved that I've loved to have ponytails at the gym but I can't do that with any of the wigs I have I can't the only Mm. things I can do is like two braids or I can put it up in like a bun behind my head but I miss the pony and I think high pony cute look (laughs) I know or the top knot it's all these very simple moments where you're like oh wait if I do that, I have to think about my knots and my yeah. can I see something or is it going to be baby hairs? Yeah. yeah, the baby yeah. hairs or my baby hairs are going to. I was just it. like, geez. Do I need a full lace wig and then have to tape yeah. it everywhere? And exactly. Like, That's terrible. And the thing is, too, you want to wear, you know, like an active wig to the gym and not get stared at or not get questions because you're there to do your thing, you know, and you want to be confident while doing it. So. You don't want yeah. everybody to come up to you like, I am fine talking about my alopecia, but there's times where I just want to enjoy being active, enjoy doing what I'm doing without being like, people just I, people <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> right, exactly. No, you, you totally nailed it on the head. Like with my alopecia, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm at peace with it. I definitely have my dark days with my alopecia, but right. I'm not like at the point where I need to tell the CVS employee, like take my wig off and be like, I have alopecia. Like, yeah. you know, I don't need to do that, but right. I'm also not so affected by it where I can't share it. So yeah. like I can change the color out and that's just such a beautiful moment. It, it's just like being at peace with it. Like you don't mm-hmm. hate wigs. You wear wigs. Sometimes at home you probably go bald and you're fine with all of it. Like there are bad days, but they're not like they used to be. Mm-hmm. My bad days used to be bad, like, and constant. I'm pretty sure every day used to be a bad day in the beginning of my alopecia but now when I have my bad days it's kind of like oh well it is what it is like this sucks I'm just in a mood about it and then the next day I'll be like oh I popped on a wig and I really like this color on me and now I'm over it you know what I mean so it's way better like that's what I I hope people realize in their alopecia 
movie too, like in the beginning, is it seems like it's the absolute worst thing in the world in the beginning. And then Mm -hmm. when you get to a point in your alopecia where you're like, oh, I don't think of it like I used to, like where it just was in my head constantly. It was the shadow that followed me around. And now it's like when I think of my alopecia, it's just easier. It's not something that hurts my heart and hurts my brain and my mental health. It's something that I just deal with and I work with every day to day. And I like to teach people about and spread awareness and wear wigs because holy crap, is it nice to wear a different color one day and a different color the next, depending on my mood. But I just think it's so important to keep telling people like it gets way better. It gets way better as time goes by. And it might take a long time to get there, but it it gets there. And when it is, it's so bright on this side. Way happier than it used to be. But I'm going to kick it over to Kristen, too, because I know she's got a couple of fun things to go over. That's Um, right. And before we close out, though, we want to say thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, we love your wig brand. We love who you are as a person. We said that from the beginning of meeting you. And we really mean it. Like, we think it's great how you put so much passion into your company being ethical, too. And we mm-hmm. are absolutely in love with that. That is huge for us. So thank you. I remember getting yeah. off the first call with you and Paige and I were just like, what a wonderful person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, absolutely. the same goes for you guys. I mean, just my heart. Like, just you guys are amazing. And I know it's a lot of work to put the podcast on. But... I mean, it, it brings joy to my life. And so, I mean, that's, that's everything. To us. Yeah. That's everything. We love hearing that. Well, before I start crying, I'm going to do the <laughs> wig chick bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So unused wig hair is not simply thrown away, but rather used for various other purposes. Some of these other uses include making fake eyelashes, fertilizer, and stuffing. Probably like <laughs> stuffing of certain things, I guess. <laughs> Like teddy bears, yeah, yeah, stuffies, stuffies, like stuffed animals. Yeah, I mean it does have other purposes. Yeah, you don't want to just throw away hair, you know. It has other uses. I thought that was really interesting when I looked at it. But thank you so much. We loved having you on, and you gave some great insight on wigs. So thank you, alopecia in general. So thank you for that too. Make sure you visit the link in our bio to check out Ancelia's hair. And all this incredible brand has to offer. Not to mention, her dream caps are the perfect stocking stuffer. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at thosebaldchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All of the links to everything you need is in our direct me, which will be in the episode description. Until next time, folks, bald pack out.